and welcome back to another episode of Evil No. Chris, I was watching you do that amazing vocal performance. And you had your tongue out at the end, and the way your mic is, it has like a, a red sort of um, foam protector on it, and mm-hmm. it looked like you were licking a strawberry ice cream cone. I wish, dude. It's so hot, it would cool us down. Yeah. Chris, come on, get an ice cream and give it a lick. In the summertime, lick my fucking ice cream. <laughs> I got a haircut recently, and while I was having a haircut, the song In the Summertime played twice during the haircut. Well, Damn, dude, you had a lot of hair. <laughs> well, Samson much? Um, yeah. Our friend uh, Jackie Pirico, shout out. <laughs> great hey, great Jackie! friend, hilarious comedian. Former guest on the show. Absolutely. What's up? She pointed out to me that the lyrics of that song are horrendous, and I had no idea. It's very... um... If her daddy's rich, take her out for a meal. If her daddy's poor, just do what you feel. That's what he says in the song, right? That's not a Mike Belazzo opinion. No, no, no. And then there's another lyric that goes, have a drink, have a drive, go out and see what you can find. So he's endorsing drinking and driving, which takes countless lives every year, but also non-consensual dating. Get drunk and drive, have sex with a poor girl. (laughs) We got a new song. It's called Drinking and Driving and Having Sex with the Impoverished. (laughs) In the summertime, I have affluenza. (laughs) (laughs) Go uh, cruise around the gutter and find some people (laughs) who are up for anything. Yeah. Have you seen the movie American Psycho? That's kind of how I want to be. If you find a guy who is desperate for food, <laughs> you could kill him and no one will know. In the summertime, you got women, you got women on your man. Ejaculate on top of a corpse. <laughs> <laughs> that was the original. That was the, the fabled fourth verse that they cut, where he talks about ejaculating over a corpse. I don't like that I'm talking. If you about find this. a guy who's living on the streets and then you kill him, no one will miss him if he's gone. <laughs> no, uh, too dark. Well, in the alleyway, you can stab a guy who's hungry. <laughs> it's about a street prowl. It's about the, yeah. the ballad of Jack the Ripper. Yeah, yeah. I'm drinking a beautiful when homemade you, margarita. Yeah. I just want to say, when you hear that song, I honestly thought it was about like licking ice cream, like we were talking about before. The, the mm-hmm. song itself is so like na na do 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 baba do bidi bop, but. The lyrics are actually fucked They're in the dark head. As They're dark as hell. They're evil. Mm-hmm. And the guy Damn. who was the lead singer of Mungo Jerry mm-hmm. had insane like mutton chops. He had like a very curly hairdo and the wildest sideburn mutton chops you've ever seen. I, I feel like there's another Mut- Mungo Jerry. I feel like there's the another Mungo Jerry name. song I like aside from the big... in the winter time. He's like in the winter time. <laughs> Wear a coat, and then you can still f- uh, drink and drive and find very poor people who are up for anything. <laughs> no way. No way. Or maybe in the winter time, he's like, in the winter time. Maybe it is this song. Well, that's in the summertime. 
Yeah, but I thought he had another song. In the too. autumn time when everything dies. <laughs> Sorry, James, you were going to say something about the winter time. I in the winter know. time when the weather is cold. Maybe he changes his tune in the winter. You must ask permission yeah. to take a lady out, whether she's rich or poor. Yeah. Dead consent. Yeah. Yeah. Respect everyone when the weather is cold. <laughs> when the weather is wrong. Fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> I have a problem when my behavior changes based on the temperature. <laughs> In the winter time, eat some hot soup. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's too bad I'm recording this before online pornography because I think I'm fucked in the head and I get addicted. <laughs> <laughs> Now, well, yeah. we're still at the place. We're in the cottage. And we're at the cottage, and it's the summertime. Absolutely July. And um, I'm making dinner tonight. Uh, but, I, I mean, I'm making a complicated, not complicated dinner, but lengthy dinner. It's two full chickens with beer cans up their asses. <laughs> Genuinely. And you put them on the barbecue, and then the Bark? beer flies yeah. up into the chicken. Remember those chickens from The Muppet Show? Yes. That's who James shoved beer cans up their ass. Gonzo's girlfriends. Yeah. Wow. Sorry, Gonzo. Yeah. Um, the problem is, though, we've, we've already recorded an ep tonight, and I put it on the barbecue a bit late. So we're eating late. I know Mike likes to eat dinner early, and I do well, feel bad. I, I feel like bad. Dinner, I like to eat dinner like 7.30, the regular dinner time. No, you told me 6. You no. say supper time is 6. No. We're going to eat at Mike, 10 p.m. Mike, you do. We are going to eat at 10 p.m. No, but you eat but late, Mike, like a Spanish but king. Mike, I'm apologizing to you. I'm well, saying I know well, you like to I'm eat dinner early. I'm accepting your apology. <laughs> You've told me when we try to record at 6, you go, that's dinner no, time. No, because if we record supper at 6, time. it goes, it goes to, to 8. eight and then okay, that okay. Is the, that bridges well, the entire span I'm trying to apologize to you right now. You should be so we're gonna be comforting eating, me, not we're lashing out. chicken assholes at 11 p.m. <laughs> we are, and I'm sorry, but it's going to be good, I think. I Absolutely. eat at 6 p.m. because I'm a family man. <laughs> That's right, and I have no problem with that. I'm not judging anyone. Can I'm I just say, saying, eat this late? I'm saying I'm worried because this isn't how late, early, this isn't the time I wanted to May make May I this. say something? You I've may? heard of eating ass before, <laughs> but I've never heard of eating a chicken's ass full of beer at 11 p.m. Well, that's what we're gonna do tonight. All right. And actually, Sounds like I have something to go they used to the do chickens. all the time at like an old uh, Renaissance tavern. Fair. Yeah, yeah. In the summertime, <laughs> when it's almost midnight, put a can up <laughs> an asshole and eat the chicken. No, oh, I'm sorry. In the summertime, I'm gonna blow my fucking brains out because I'm so hungry. It's 10 p.m. <laughs> um, well, I, I just have to go turn the chickens. Do you guys want to just carry on for a second? Well, I guess carry we have on. no alternative. <laughs> Hang on, I'm all coming right. back. James, don't make a mistake and get confused and accidentally put a beer can up your own. Woo-hoo. So we're going to eat beer-infused chicken. Yeah. But here's the thing. If the beer's spraying up, boiling up, and evaporating into the chicken, does it does it permeate through the whole chicken and come out on the top, too? Or do you only taste the beer flavor if you eat the inside of the chicken? Like right up close to the ass? I think yeah. it must evaporate into the entire chicken. Sort of like a brine yeah. that has been soaked in. And these chickens, let's just say I looked at their butts before James put the can up. Yeah. Uh, they've been around the block a few times. <laughs> uh, <laughs> did James grunt weird when he was putting the beer cans up Well, he there? made a weird video. James, you made a weird video where you kept putting the beer can in and taking it out and mm-hmm. making weird grunting noises. Yeah. Yeah. It was very upsetting, but I, I that being said... It's going to be a beautiful meal. 
Okay, and then we're having corn again too. Corn, but we also had some margaritas. Yes, that's why I, I tried to say that earlier. Sorry, but I'm drinking it, sipping it now. And it looks like you need another trip to Margaritaville because you're almost done. Mm-hmm. The chickens are looking good, but I want to turn them, but I can't find fucking oven mitts in this goddamn mm. house. Mike, I know where they are. Oh, okay. Mike's going to go get the oven mitts. This is perfect. Um, they're looking good, though, Chris. When okay. you see them, you're going to be impressed. Is the skin on the outside going to be crispy? Oh, yeah. Fuck yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Mike. Hey. I'll hand it off back to you, too. Mr. Mitts, on go, the job. Go turn those goddamn chickens. Turn those chickens out. Just like a bunch of chickens with some cans up their ass. That's what the world Apparently, is. Apparently, James met these chickens at a bus station and sort of took them out for a fancy dinner and convinced them to come to the cottage with us so he could put a beer can up there. You know what? Yeah, he got them high, he got them drunk, he got them... Uh... <laughs> It's really, it's really sad. It's, it's really, really sad. sad. He's promised them, yeah, yeah. He promised them the world, the world. <laughs> oh God, these chickens! Oh my God, we are the evil men. We should free these. chickens. James is a terrible person because of these chickens. James doesn't actually go shopping at grocery stores to get food. He nope. actually looks for food on the street and picks them up. And yeah, and he, he promises them the, wor- promises the, food the world. <laughs> promises food the world before he tricks it into. Getting beer cans shoved up its ass and barbecued alive. (laughs) (laughs) He's sick. He's a sick puppy. Here's the thing. On Evil Men, if you leave your microphone for a sec, the truth comes out. You will get busted. You get taken uh, for a ride, taken to the cleaners. You get absolutely roasted in a way where you can't defend yourself. Speaking of roasted... I'm hungry. James, we're hungry. Is this whole episode going to be like, mm, I'm hungry. Mm, I'm hungry. <laughs> <laughs> well, unlike when I'm at home in the big, dirty city of Toronto. Dirty. I've been, I've been snacking my darn uh, balls off on pretzels, yeah. potato chips, mm-hmm. n- uh, nuts, almonds, cashews, um pickles all sorts of stuff here yeah oh i forgot those pickles were in the fridge yeah i would like to eat that yeah you know what i made a promise to never eat chips again and i've eaten probably almost a big bag's worth of chips did you make a promise to our lord yeah our lord who up art in heaven art in heaven hey art in heaven who is he doing (laughs) art up there i'm ricky gervais (laughs) Dear God, sorry to disturb you, but not gonna eat another bag of chips. Oh, that was really good. Thank you, XTC. Dear God. Don't the kids sing in that one? Yeah. I don't usually like when kids sing in a song, but I do like that song. I never like it when the kids sing the song. When the kids start singing in a song, I tune the fuck out. I hate it when the (laughs) kids... I hate it when the kids starts going... When James Hetfield and Interstatement goes, now I lay me down to sleep. And then he's like, now I lay me down to sleep. And that was Nancy Cartwright, who's the voice of Bart uh, Simpson. <laughs> Don't have a cow, man. I'm going to sleep. Now I lay me down to sleep. Now I lay me down to sleep, Homer, dude. <laughs> Whoa, Homer. I can remember. I go. Now I lay me down to sleep. Pray the Lord. Don't have a cow, man. Go to sleep, boy. If I die before I wake. I caramba. Say it, Bart. 
I didn't do it. I didn't do it. Uh, <laughs> say your prayers, little one. I didn't do it. <laughs> this is some Simpson stuff. I'm back. Very hip, very uh, ripped from the headlines. Say your prayers, little one. Don't forget my son. son. Till Sideshow Bob comes. Doe. Remember Doe? Doe, a oh. deer. <laughs> <laughs> Remember Doe? Yeah. Remember Doe from the 90s? <laughs> Uh, here's a sign that you're from the 90s, Doe. Yes. Here's my impression of the 90s. Apparently Kurt Cobain loved Doe. Yeah. yeah. He Not enough. The Simpsons. Not enough. Not enough to see it through. Not enough to see him through. Elliot Smith as well. He loved Doe. Uh, <laughs> Go in the hay. <laughs> apparently, oh! in the hay. Now this is a little sad, but apparently his on his the note he left before yeah. he stabbed himself to death in the heart. <laughs> Fuck. It was just one word. Do you know what that word was? Doe. In El- yes, Elliot Smith's suicide uh, note said doe. That was it. What about the? Oh my god, he stabbed himself to the heart. There's blood all over the floor. There's a note. Doe. <laughs> <laughs> this guy's funny. <laughs> I like this guy. I like this guy. Oh, too bad. All of the LAPD were like, eh, I like this guy. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, slipping on his blood. Don't, don't forget that Soundgarden song. Don't, man, come together <laughs> with your hands. Don't, me. <laughs> and you stare at me in your don't <laughs> Christ pose. <laughs> don't, yeah. hold son. Won't you come? <laughs> so I no whole son. I remember hearing oh, that. So good. I remember hearing that Pablo Picasso, when he was famous, he would go out to the fanciest restaurants in Madrid or Paris, and he Holy would eat shit. with a party. And then when the bill came, instead of taking out his Amex card, he would draw like a little, just on the spot, like a bull yeah. on the napkin, and be or like, Homer. "Here, here's your, here's your payment." I hear that Dan Castellaneta does the same thing. He goes to the fanciest restaurant in LA. Oh, yeah. And when they bring the bill, he goes, Doe. They're like, oh, my God. That's worth way more than $98 for this dinner. It is on the house. Mr. Castellaneta, it is an honor to serve you here in LA. (laughs) (laughs) We go now to a live news update with James Hartnett. James, we need an update on how the chicken's asshole is doing with the beer can. Uh, quite well. The front side looks crispy and good. The, I'm cooking the other side now. Um, it's so far so good. I mean, um, truly the time of the dinner is the only crisis, but the chicken itself looks good. Yeah, it's almost 1 a.m. right now uh, as we're recording. It's not true. And we're... Um, you ever see those pictures of... Um, Men in line during the Great Depression in the bread lines or the soup kitchen lines. Mm-hmm. Chris and I are basically <laughs> those those downtrodden, dusty men with gaunt faces mm-hmm. who have no hopes left in the world. And James, you're sort of like a, a J.D. Rockefeller type figure. <laughs> you've got everything, and yeah. you've got the chicken. You're holding that over. You know, you've got that as, holding um, it over your heads. Yes, you're holding the chicken over. Our heads. I'm so hungry, and my wife won't have sex with me because I'm pathetic. What's yeah, that, that would from? be. I don't know, a starving guy in the depression. <laughs> that must have, I've never thought about that. During the depression when all when all those men were standing in line, they probably weren't getting a lot of love action at home, right? <laughs> hey baby, I'm a tramp. I need to get my rocks off. <laughs> Step right up. <laughs> Step right up and honk a tramp's. 
And then the, and his wife would be like, "What took you so long, there, baby? I'm ready to go." Yeah, mm, baby, I like that. I'm ready to go, go. on the rooftop. Oh, shout it out! Oh, the world is a dopeire. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, those guys in the soup lines. Probably hard as a rock because they're so horny because they haven't had sex in so this long. One? I'm so horny, I haven't had sex in forever. Please give me a potato. Toot is the greatest day I've ever had. No. It's not? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, well, I just hopped on a freighter train. I went all the way from Chicago to uh, San Francisco. And uh, I hear that the women in San Francisco don't care if you're a tramp or not. So I would like a loaf of bread, if possible, and a woman. That's the Great Depression. Uh, I'd wow. like a, ma'am, I'd like a loaf of bread and a supermodel, please. I would like a. A nub of bread, if possible, sir, and to hear some jazz. <laughs> I've been through. A, I've been through a lot. I'm from Oklahoma, and the one thing I need is, um, yeah, a potato, a nub of bread, a smear of butter, and some bebop jazz. Mmm, butter. I'm so hungry. Oh, I remember butter, <laughs> <laughs> sir. Sir, you're getting a boner <laughs> thinking about butter. Please get out of this soup uh, kitchen. Sir, you must stop. I remember butter. The police come out because there's a bunch of men dreaming about butter with hard rock, <laughs> like rock hard boners. <laughs> oh. I bet you J.D. Rockefeller has sex every night, twice, <laughs> and has all the butter for all his potatoes. Put some butter on your potato. Pour some butter on me. I'm a potato. <laughs> yeah, in the video, it's a potato singing that with like a fake wig and yeah. like, a, like, <laughs> like a little rock guitar. Yeah. Pour you, some really butter on me. And don't forget the bacon bits and sour cream. <laughs> Do you guys remember that? A uh, butter ad campaign where they use yes. the Donovan song Mellow Yellow. I was like, yes. they call me Mellow Yellow. Yeah. Just butter it. And it was a, a cob of corn or an ear of corn yes. with butter melting on it. The Mellow yeah, yeah. Yellow I'm talking about is butter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What's that fucking song about then? I actually, honestly, I think I thought that song was about butter. He's just a cool guy. They call me Mellow Yellow. What is he? He's pissing? He, he says Joe. He, he references friends, right? I'm so... No, what is it? I'm, did you say saffron? I'm Mas- so wild Mas- about Mas- sa- saffron. Mad about saffron. Yeah. Saffron. I love that song. I love Donovan. Donovan, if you're listening, we love you. Don't. <laughs> you heard it here first. first. We like Donovan on the Evil podcast. <laughs> Donovan. Calling me Mellow Yellow. Call me Mellow Yellow, please. Now, can we get down to business? <laughs> Apparently, when he... <laughs> we, have a biz- we have a business merge here happening. <laughs> Jesus Christ, call me Mellow Will- Yellow, would you? Mr. Rockefeller's my dad's safe. <laughs> <laughs> Can I propose a crazy, surreal thought experiment? Dude, I don't that's see why, why we're here. We literally rented this place to expand our minds. <laughs> so, if we believe in ghosts for humans, maybe there are ghosts for animals. James, I'm going to... I'm sorry to put you on the, on the hot seat right now, mm-hmm. but if the chickens had ghosts... 
What do you think they were saying when you were sticking a big beer can up there? Well, woo-hoos. here's the truth. The first thing I had to Bonk. do was season the chicken with uh, seasoning. So you're, I, you're avoiding the, the But Mike, here. do you know how I season these guys? I have no idea, though. I stood above the sink. <laughs> I took my right hand and I stuck it up their asses. Mr. Bean style. And then I, with the other hand, seasoned it and kind of turned it around. I didn't enjoy that, but it had to be done. So you fisted them. Quite literally. Okay. And then I put a beer can up it. Look. Uh, That's a level of kink that I've rarely encountered. Just well, to be honest. I, yeah. You know, if I think of, honestly, if the if the ghosts were in this cottage, literally, I think they'd go, buck, 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 and then they get distracted by some bug. They're not smart. But wait, imagine they spoke English. Come on. Well, <laughs> that's a different story. If they're... English-speaking chickens, I shouldn't have done that. Flat out. James, what are you doing to our buttholes? (laughs) (laughs) Buck, buck, buck. I'm sorry. I'm trying to make dinner for a podcast dinner. Our buck, 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 buttholes. (laughs) Buck, buck, buttholes. Would you like to apologize to the chicken's ghosts? I mean, you don't have to if you don't feel it. I think we're honoring the chickens. Like, isn't this like, isn't eating an animal honoring it? We're honoring you guys. Like I love we're eating you, man. you. All we're gonna eat all of you. Also, we gave you a beer. We <laughs> gave you beer. I would love that if I died and someone stuck a beer can up my asshole. <laughs> ah. Hey, worst ways to go. Absolutely. And then you come back to life for two seconds to go. Hey, what beer is that? <laughs> imagine, Mike. Okay. Imagine, oh, it's PBR. Oh God. <laughs> imagine there's an apocalypse and like most of like um, recorded stuff gets imagine destroyed. Imagine there's apocalypse. And the one thing that gets saved is a clip of you going, "I'd love a beer can up my ass when I died." And then James, some, no. Some, some doctor finds that 50 years from now and goes, "That's what he wanted." And then they do that to they you. Mike. They don't alien. know you're joking. James, no. Yeah. That's my worst actual nightmare. Don't make it happen. <laughs> don't say it. Well, cut to. 50 years from now. No. I would speaking of animal ghosts, I would hate to be haunted by a little dog ghost. Oh god. Really? I'd yeah. love it. <clears throat> Ruff. Be quiet. Ruff. But it'd be like Be quiet. <laughs> yeah. Woof. Woof. <laughs> Stupid. You wanna go say? <laughs> yeah, do you need to pee? And then the little pee has a ghost. Hey too babe, what out. are you doing? <laughs> oh, I gotta take the the ghost dog out to piss. <laughs> ghost dog. I'm going to go check on the chicken. Sorry. Check on the chicken. Okay. Beep, beep. <laughs> so I should mention that we have a Patreon account. If you go to the website, patreon.com slash evil men, you kind of enter a whole nother portal or a world into something really cool, which is our Patreon account. Mm-hmm. Um, if you sign up for a few Loonies, uh, dollar bills a month. A few units of currency. <laughs> yeah. You- website, website, what you gonna do? <laughs> you get uh, access to two special bonus episodes a month. Yeah. And we're recording uh, what, can I, sorry ma- to interrupt. many of them here at the cottage. Yes. To be funny, instead of saying bonus episodes, mm. I, being silly, and I hope this doesn't upset you or any listeners, I call them our little boners. We'll talk about that later. Okay. Um, yes. So, patreon.com slash evil men. Sign up. Get the bonus episodes. Oh, and you also, if you sign up to the Patreon, get access to our Discord, 
which is like a chat room of yesteryear, but in 2022. Mm-hmm. And we chat with everybody on there. Take a walk down memory lane. Yeah, and you'll get bonus information, personal information of each individual evil men guy. That's true. I'm basically yeah. revealing tons of stuff in I there. reveal stuff like, last night I ate basically a big bag of chips. This morning I ate a breakfast wrap from Tim Hortons. <laughs> I'm a little bit more mysterious, and it's not something that I'm proud of, but I'm working... With a, a great team, and I'm going to be spending a lot more time on the Discord soon. That's right. Chris and I are on there every day. Mm. Mike hasn't, well, he hasn't quite embraced the, I think it's the tech, just mm. Mike's not a natural tech guy, but you no, have no, made no. this commitment. You're going to be no. on there more. Well, what I've been doing is I've been keeping a uh, an analog form of Discord where I've been writing my <laughs> my posts on a long like legal pad in pen, yeah. and I'm hoping one of you can type them up and then put them all, like upload them in one big... Fell swoop. That's right. the thing. Mike has been talking to yeah. you guys. It's yeah. just that it's on paper and in a filing cabinet. <laughs> yeah, and I spilled some water on it by accident. So, but a the bit of a filing cabinet is beautiful. It's like a roll top mahogany desk, mm-hmm. and it's actually the drawers on the bottom of that. Oh, I desk. love that look. And he writes, uh, yeah, with a quill. Mm-hmm. My uh, candlelight. I write my Discord. <laughs> Yeah, right. Yeah. Because you're so anti-tech, you don't even have like lamps in your place, no, right? No. Yeah, no, I have a little um, oil lamp. And didn't you tell Real us the oil. other night that sometimes the ghosts whisper for you what to write? Oh, big time! Well, check it out, everybody. Patreon.com/slash Evil Men. Patreon. Bam, bam, bam. James, I'm sorry to put you on the spot, but you got to fucking deliver. Who are we doing for Evil Men this week? Well. How about I put it this way? <laughs> that was aggressive. I'm, I'm sorry. No, no, no. I like it. I like it. I like it. Yeah. <clears throat> How about I put it this way? Mm-hmm. Here's a story about a man named William Hitler. Don't you mean Adolf Hitler? The... Who was bringing up three very lovely girls? <laughs> no? <laughs> no, no. Oh. This is... Uh, James, you mean Adolf Hitler, the head no, of the, no, the, no. the Third Reich? Does actually. the name Hitler mean anything to you guys? <laughs> well, listen up. Um, this is not about Adolf Hitler, which, I mean, we've oh. got to do someday, but that's going to hey, be quite an ep. Huh? This is about, about a man named William Hitler. Who William, William, you are really Hitler. <laughs> Uh, William Hitler, who also, you know, he changed his name to William Stewart Houston. But uh, yeah, he was oh, a... Resp- Whitney Houston. Yes, yes. Yeah. Oh, so this is about Whitney Houston. <laughs> well, in a way... Um, so he changed his name to William Houston. William Stewart Houston, yeah. Why? Well, I'll explain. I'll yeah, explain. There's a good his, reason. Why did he change his surname? <laughs> I know, I'm not usually a fan of people hiding yeah. their background and like feeling like mm-hmm. they have to change their name that doesn't... Yeah. Say, like John Stewart. Yes. He was born John Lebowitz. Yes. And, you know, hey, it's up to him if he wants to change his Absolutely. name. But I, don't I feel saw like Jerry Seinfeld on his show burn him about that once. Oh, and yeah? it wasn't in a fun kind of way. He was giving him grief, I think. Oh, no. Well, I would never about... judge anyone for doing it, but yeah. I don't think they should yeah. feel like they have to in, that's, in today's well, world. D- definitely. I think that's what... Anyway, that's same with William Hitler. Yeah. <laughs> sadly, sadly, though, <laughs> sadly, William at this time, yeah. he felt a societal pressure to change his name. Okay. He uh, seemed to, yeah. yeah. Um, well, why don't I tell you about Mr. William Hitler? Okay? I'm interested. <laughs> so, <clears throat> Adolf Hitler had a half-brother who was named Alois Jr., 
A L O I S. Okay, this really Alice. sounds already like the plot of a very cheesy seventies B <laughs> movie action yeah, flick. They go to the moon or something. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Hitler's half brothers on the moon. Okay, listen up, gang. Adolf Hitler had a mysterious half brother named Aloysius. It's kind of funny imagining Hitler with a half brother. Like, is that your brother? Uh, my parents split up. No, and, I'm from yeah. a blended yeah. family. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, oh, Christmas is a nightmare. Which is interesting because yeah. you kind of uh, referenced Brady Bunch off the top, which yeah. is what that's about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. true. Mm-hmm. Um, so Hitler's half brother Alois Jr. Um, got in a pretty bad fight with Hitler's dad, <laughs> <laughs> Alois Hitler. That's awful when family, when fathers and sons are at each other's I know. throats. You what know would what I mean? Arguing about in like, yeah. I guess what, early 1900s Austria? I mean, not enough. Uh... Who you ate my marzipan? I was saving. <laughs> you know. Mm-hmm. Next thing you know, yeah. blows are flying and yes, hard mm-hmm. words are exchanged. Yeah. yeah. Um. So this guy had a big fight with Hitler's dad, and uh, <laughs> you never guess where he, what he decided to do. <laughs> what? Um, <laughs> he packed his bags, yeah. got his finest hat and lederhosen, and he moved to Dublin, Ireland. Oh. Welcome to Dublin. What's your surname? Well, um... <laughs> <laughs> so but this we, was before, obviously, before Yeah, World yeah, War this II. is way yeah. early 1900s, I think. Houston! <laughs> Fuck you, father! I'm moving to Dublin! <laughs> <laughs> William, no... Where the streets have no name. <laughs> so um, he's Hitler's half brother. He's living in Dublin, great oh, city. He, oh, absolutely. He's going to pubs on the Liffey, probably mm-hmm. going to the Guinness Brewery. Going to the Guinness, Brewery. and you get a free pint at of the, the top of the black stuff. And at it the tastes end. I, it genuinely. It tastes really different in the brewery versus it when does. you get it in Canada. Yeah. Oh shit. I would yeah. love to take Jameson Distillery is yes. there too. Yeah. Dude. Anyway, so uh, Hitler's half brothers in Dublin and he meets a, 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 an Irish lass named Bridget Dowling. It's hard to resist them, isn't it? <laughs> an oh, Irish Yeah, rose. baby. <laughs> You're watching these two meet at an Irish pub in 1905. Oh, yeah. You get yours. <laughs> They're going to be doing it tonight. What's You're going to have beautiful Alois. babies Alois. together. Yeah, just beautiful really... babies. Oh, Chris's alarm's going off. So, um, <laughs> Alois <laughs> Junior and Bridget Dowling, uh, they decide uh, Ireland's great, but they want to move to Liverpool. <gasps> like so many Irish before them, my it's great. Been a hard day. In a hard days, Hitler. My great grandparents moved from uh, Ireland to Liverpool. Is that briefly. right? Yeah, they eloped. They eloped to Liverpool. Interesting. Here's the thing about mm-hmm. that's really cool. Yeah. Here's the thing about my singing on this podcast that I realized: whenever I try to sing in a high voice like the original singers do, it's really bad. <laughs> I'm a low voice, right, Mike? You're like Barry White. Br- yes. Yeah. Damn. Are you moving to Liverpool, baby? <laughs> uh, so when I sing "Hard Day's Night," I can't do it like the Beatles. I have do to it go. Your way, man. It's How would to, it be? It's hard to. It's, it's hard to go from high chest voice to falsetto. Night. Like it's hard yeah. not to go to falsetto hard. and keep it in high chest. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Hard day's night. Dip, That's dip, good. Dip, 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 dip. Yeah, my my great grandmother eloped with my great grandfather because she was the youngest in the family, 
and according to tradition, she would have had to wait until all of her sisters got married before she did, but none of them uh, were exactly uh, setting the dating scene <laughs> on fire, and so she was like, I'm not waiting um, till I'm 70 to marry. And so I'm they not eloped. waiting for you to get married, Midge. Yeah. That's like a premise to like a fairy tale or mm-hmm. like... Pride and Prejudice, or yeah. something. It's interesting though. I've been <laughs> learning so crazy. more. I've been learning more about like British soccer and stuff, and like there's teams that have a heavy like Irish fan base because they play in cities that the Irish move to, yeah. and then across from the, the the ferry port. Like it's, right, yeah, it's pretty interesting. Yeah. And this is all because of how much you love Ted Lasso. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> hey, I want. I I genuinely want to know. Uh, yeah, European football and stuff, world football. It's really interesting. It's fun to learn. It's Give really me some different. links. I'll send you some links. I like it when I oh, and I finally watched that documentary. Oh, the Maradona documentary. Yeah, that was, that that was, was cool. Was yeah, yeah, that was amazing. Chris, write this down. You're gonna want to remember this. Okay. FIFA. <laughs> uh, P H. No, 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 no. P H U H. So, um, 1910, Alois Hitler Jr. And Bridget um, Dowling are in Liverpool. They get married in 1911. And, or sorry, they get married uh, in 1910. And in 1911, they have yeah. a son named William. William. Full name, William Hitler. It's a beautiful baby boy. And he's the subject of this episode. <clears throat> oh, by the way, somebody on our discord suggested william hitler i'll look that up and, and mention it later I'm not yeah. saying you're bigger than hitler thank you better than hitler mm. i'm just saying that i'm william hitler <laughs> <laughs> we're bigger than william hitler <laughs> um so in 1914 alois jr hitler's half-brother i guess he was kind of a jerk kind of a cad he just left his family Went back to Germany. So the family had a bad reputation all around. Yes. Oh, God. He wasn't a good father. There was Adolf Hitler, and then there was deadbeat dad Aloysius. Yes. Yeah. I can't say his name. Alois, I think. Alois. But it's, I might be getting that wrong. But, but it's okay. But he fucked Fuck up. Alois. Let's he go went on to, to Germany William, mostly to gamble. Oh, no, no. Oh, sick. Have yeah. you seen um, that movie, The Counterfeiters? No. Yes, I oh, have. Fucking yeah. good, it man. Good. It's really fucking good. Um. Anyway, he also in Germany. Got, we've how many times have we seen this on the show? What? He married mm. someone else and didn't bother divorcing his first wife. So Bridget, yeah. she's there mm-hmm. with little William, mm-hmm. thinking she's still married, and he's married a whole new woman. So he's a jerk. He's in. He's yeah. in Europe. How do you do an Irish accent again? Well, Don't you know, worry, you're like that. Yeah, your dad will be home any minute now. <laughs> <laughs> it's not like he's married another woman in Germany. I don't know where your dad is, dad. <laughs> Sometimes I wish I'd never married a Hitler. <laughs> <laughs> beep, beep. <laughs> beep, beep. <laughs> so, uh, Boom. Um, in the mid-1920s, Alois Jr. wrote a letter to Bridget to ask her to send William to Germany for a visit to the Weimar hey. Republic. Right. And uh, finally, when William was 18, in 1929, uh, Bridget said, oh, fine then. And uh, off William went to Germany to, uh, to, to hang out with his dad. Right. Um, so during this time, yeah. uh, William started spending a bit of his downtime with a certain half-uncle. Oh, mm. who, who would that be, though, James? 
Um, he's goes by the name of Adolf. No. Yeah. What okay. Kind of, what kind of name is Adolf? I know. Before I send you to meet your father, just promise me one thing, little William. <laughs> You're not going to spend any time with your half uncle Adolf Hitler. Yeah, mom. I promise. Oh no, wait. How would the Liverpudlian accent be? I promise, mom. I'm not going to do it. Right. So. Um, William's in Germany and he's going to Nazi rallies. He's kind of checking out what his yeah. family's been up to. What's no, up? No. What are you guys doing? One thing that's kind of interesting, William and Adolf's relationship <laughs> was never great. It was kind of like strange. Um, right. William... But it wasn't like Ricky Martin and his nephew, was it? Like, what do you, what do you mean exactly? I don't mean to put words in your no, mouth. No. Um, it's strange in the way that um, I think William was like... <laughs> Wow, you know, my uncle's like a big deal here in Germany. Right. And so he decided he wanted to start making demands of him. So he big-dogged his uncle? Constantly. Really? Yes. That's very funny. Yes. (laughs) Um, Gave him kind of a complex. Yeah, imagine. Oh, my God. (laughs) Um, in 1933, William returned to... Can I say one thing? Sorry. I just want to say to the listeners... There's a really great book by Hans Falada. Have you heard of him? Lost in Berlin or Alone no, in Berlin? Uh, Little Man What Now? Oh, sorry. Right. And uh, it's about a love story in desperate times in Germany, pre-World War II. But Hans Falada wrote it at that time, so he didn't know what was about to come. Right. And the Nazi party figures heavily in the story as they were before fully Adolf Hitler fully taking power. So it's a really great look as mm-hmm. to what Germany was like with the Nazi party marching around being arrogant assholes, right. being pushed like bullies pushing people around and and, and yeah, gaining support too. Hmm. Uh without with the writer not knowing of the future that's about to become. Right. Ah. So it's a really interesting uh look into that time that we're talking about right now. That's cool. Uh, from an objective point of view. And really reminds me of a time now with certain groups marching around being arrogant <laughs> assholes, bullying people. Yeah. Mm. So well you got to watch it these days. You got to watch it. Uh, by the way, Lily, Lily Dollar on Discord suggested William Hitler. So Can I ask credit James? to her. Oh, thank you, Lily, for the amazing suggestion. Can I ask James? Uh, maybe you're going to get to it. Sorry. But no. How was William uh, sort of uh, pressuring and bullying his uncle? We'll get to it. We'll get to it. Um, so it's 1933, and William, uh, you know, he's kind of been going back and forth, Germany and Liverpool, and uh, <laughs> he, he comes back to Nazi Germany, and uh, Adolf's chancellor now, and uh, he's basically like, can you get, you know, I'd love a good job, uncle. You know, I'd, I'd love right. you to use some of your influence to, right. maybe I could be an important person. You know, you yeah. are my half-uncle. Yeah. So Adolf goes, ah, fine. And he gets William a job at a bank in Berlin. Okay. Now, hey, that doesn't sound too bad to me, working at a bank in Berlin. I mean, <laughs> <hey>. Ideal. Yeah. <laughs> working in a bank in Weimar, Germany, uh, and your uncle's Adolf Hitler, the, the world's <laughs> oyster, you know? But uh, I guess it was kind of a boring-ish job. Mm. Um, but he he'd had, had that job for most of the 1930s, and he okay. also worked... Uh, with Hitler's help at an automobile factory and as a car salesman. <laughs> Interesting. Beep, beep. But yeah, William wasn't really satisfied with these jobs. I think William was like, I want to be like an important person, Hitler. Right. Yeah. Um, so he... You know, you know what? 
I can relate to that. I can relate to William Hitler in that respect. Really? Yeah. Yeah. And can you can you guys? <clears throat> I would love to be an important person that uh, doesn't get a moment's rest. <laughs> me too. I wish I had a powerful uncle though who could have helped me along. Um, I know. Not I not in I the way p- that Hitler behave but just a guy who was you know a big i wish i had a, a relative deal. in the entertainment industry yeah. who was a big wig that would yeah. be awesome i would yeah. love to have an uncle that was on sctv mm-hmm. <laughs> me too <laughs> me too mm. um so um yeah william was not excelling at any of these jobs well, yeah he was sort of like just doing it kind of bored it really does seem kind of like an entitled nephew kind of like uh, greg from succession maybe right right okay um but probably Love not that show me too probably not as cute and charming as greg or tall or tall yeah or like you know being caught on camera at a knicks game and doing some little yeah. dance and everyone goes oh yeah. wow the twist at the end of that third season oh holy shit mm-hmm. no spoilers but yeah Makes, holy yeah. shit yeah so um yeah so william's always like uh, hey uncle William, maybe a better job. And Adolf was kind of annoyed by this. Adolf was like really careful about being seen indulging William because he didn't want to be accused of nepotism. Yeah, he was Adolf Hitler was very concerned about his reputation. <laughs> yeah, for Hitler, there is nothing worse than nepotism. Yeah, the I mean, greatest crime of all. He used to say, "Unforgivable." The greatest crime against humanity of all: giving your nephew a job. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, this is all coming from William. Yes. True. Well, I guess that's true. Yeah, guess two sides true. to every story. Two sides. <laughs> although, Chris, although Hitler was quoted as saying, quote, what the hell, William? No. Hitler was quoted as saying, quote, I didn't become chancellor for the benefit of my family. No one is going to climb on my back. Damn. But he would have changed his tune if it was a family member he loved. Right. Yeah. I mean, maybe maybe Hitler's the evil man here for not giving his nephew an opportunity. <laughs> well, aside, from, aside from everything yeah, else, yeah, maybe this episode is kind of we discovered something new. Yeah, here. like here we were thinking yeah. William Hitler was the bad guy. Maybe it's his I've, uncle. I've always heard we've always heard that Hitler was you know one of the most evil men in history, mm-hmm. maniac, killer, you know, hate monger. But now there's, you've added an, a new dimension to his character: bad uncle. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> yes. We should think uh, of other bad uncle-nephew combos. Well, I'm thinking of Scrooge McDuck and Huey, Louie, and Dewey, actually. Oh, yeah. Well, that's true. He didn't do... Did he even pay for their college? I don't, th- I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> and, and yeah, like, did he get his affairs in order? Like, a will? I mean... Who's going to inherit the swimming pool full of gold coins? Wow, man. You know? I'll take it. Um, Adolf Hitler was also... Quoted as referring to William as my loathsome nephew. Well, there you go. The whole nepotism shtick, anti-nepotism shtick, is just because it's William. Yeah, this is what I'm getting. Right. At. So William's annoying. Everybody creates a story yeah. so that they can get around not being with people that they fucking hate. Hey, Uncle Hiya. I- Anything doing? Any jobs for me? <laughs> <laughs> Dring. <laughs> It's been a hard day's night. Hitler is trying to his get desk. work from my uncle. <laughs> <laughs> Hitler's at his desk writing some awful law, and he just hears in the distance like the sound of like, We all live in a yellow submarine. <laughs> Getting closer and closer, and he hides under the desk. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, 
I guess we all have those family members mm-hmm. where you go, you know. Oh, oh yeah. My nephew. I have a cousin that was like, I want to be in the industry. And I'd be like, I'm not a big fan of nepotism, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't value nepotism. Um, so William's getting frustrated. He's like, what the hell? My fucking uncle isn't doing barely anything for me. I got a job at a bank. Thanks. So William came up with a pretty interesting strategy for trying to get what he wanted out of Adolf Hitler. Okay. His strategy was blackmailing threats to Adolf. (laughs) What? Like what kind? He threatened to sell embarrassing stories about the family to newspapers unless his personal circumstances improved. (laughs) Imagine doing that to Hitler. Listen, Uncle, you know, I might tell the newspaper some embarrassing family secrets if I don't become a big shot. I know you only have one testicle and that your old artwork was dog shit. (laughs) Well, he also was even going to make stuff up. Um, He threatened to tell the press that Adolf's alleged paternal grandfather was a Jewish merchant. Right. And we know how, you know, Adolf's worldview, he wouldn't be too thrilled with that story i'm guessing yes. so pretty heavy duty like mm-hmm. um and in 1938 adolf was finally finally like okay william and he said to william um how about you relinquish your british citizenship and i'll give you a high-ranking job but i don't know if it's that stuff was heating up politically or what but for some reason, William at this point was like, you know, he maybe he's going to kill me. <laughs> really? He yeah. started um, putting two and two together. Yeah, that, like, I guess maybe constantly threatening this uh, dictator. Okay, William, I have a job for you right <laughs> this, this way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like in... Um in Goodfellas, yeah, when, the, yeah, come on, I got a dress for you. Come yeah, on, yeah. yeah, yeah, it's great. And Robert yeah. waiting for just down here. Where yeah. are you going? Yeah, come yeah. on. Oh, that that's scary. really that's creepiest. That was such a creepy scene. Yeah. Oh, Lorraine Bracco is that her name? Yeah, yeah. I had a crush on her. She's awesome. Yeah. Also, yeah. Sopranos. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, sorry. This is 1938. Yeah. So things are like people are being beaten up and arrested in the streets and like disappearing and stuff by now. Can mm-hmm. I do an impression of that? Absolutely. I. I. Yeah, that's it to a T. Kaiser. Um, so William goes. You know what? I don't actually even trust my uncle anymore. I'm getting the hell out of this country. Yeah. And he. I got- don't like my uncle anymore. I think I'm going to take the boat back. <laughs> Liverpool, actually. <laughs> That's exactly what he did. Right. He left Germany, went back to England, just we before the war. We all live in a yellow U-boat. <laughs> <laughs> and. Uh, but you know, William got kind of a of a last laugh on Adolf Hitler. Here. Oh, oh, awesome! <laughs> what did he do? He, he <laughs> did something that Hitler is. I know Hitler must have hated. Okay, I yes. bet. I bet Hitler had many sleepless nights over this. James, was it a classic a nephew prank pulled on an uncle? Pretty much. Okay. <laughs> did he put saran wrap over the toilet bowl? <laughs> Ah, there's my piece everywhere. <laughs> I pees it all over my kit bag. He knows I sit down to piss. <laughs> <laughs> Shit just goes all over his budget. <laughs> Eva, clean me up. <laughs> <laughs> well, the mustache was actually just a blob of shit. 
Yeah. Oh, from a prank. makes sense. But what did he, what did this little knucklehead <laughs> do to his uncle Adolf Hitler? He, he got back at him in a major way. <laughs> he he uh, he um, connected with the good people over at Look Magazine. And oh he, no! And he wrote an article titled <laughs> "Why I Hate My Uncle." <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> we got to read that article. Yeah. Did you read it? No. No. That is an amazing good idea, though, to look it up. That is an amazing like act of revenge on uh, Adolf Hitler. Yes, and not even like why yeah. I hate Adolf Hitler. It would yeah. be like okay, but mm-hmm. why I hate my uncle. And it was not because he was leading the world into world like World War Two and like making life a nightmare for Jewish people. No, but it's because he his uncle wouldn't give him a nice job. <laughs> Yes, exactly. I know. That's the thing. Like, okay, um, uh, it's, yes, we hate Hitler too, but, um, you know, we hate him for a different reason. Yes. Yeah, I'm looking up, if you want to look it up. Oh, here's some excerpts. You can look it up, yeah. Oh, yeah. Right now I'm on Boing Boing. Here, I can give you a... They have a picture of it too, which is excellent, like the original publication. Oh, that's so cool. I have a couple excerpts of why I hate my uncle right here. Oh, please read them. Quote, "Um, being very close to my father at the time, Adolf Hitler autographed this picture for me. We had cakes and whipped cream, Hitler's favorite dessert. (laughs) I was struck by his intensity, his feminine gestures. Mm. There was dandruff on his coat. Wait, so he's accusing Hitler of being basically gay, having dandruff and liking a a fluffy dessert. Yes. (laughs) When I visited Berlin in 1931, the family was in trouble. Geli Rubal, the daughter of Hit, uh, Hitler's and my father's sister, had committed suicide. Everyone knew that Hitler and she had long been intimate and that she had been expecting a child, a fact that enraged Hitler. His revolver was found by her body. So there's he's Ooh. saying that... He fucking went hard, Hitler bro. molested his daughter? No, sister... No, he uh, said the daughter of Hitler's... Oh, his niece. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Yeah. I published some articles on my uncle when I returned to England and was forthwith summoned back to Berlin and taken with my father and aunt to Hitler's hotel. He was furious, pacing up and down, wild-eyed and tearful. He made me promise to retract my articles and threaten to kill himself if anything else were written on his private life. Little does he know, he will still kill himself, maybe, possibly. Yeah. That's wild. Why I Hate My Uncle. Look Magazine. Amazing. And it's, yeah, it's kind of funny, because like we've been saying, there's plenty of stuff to, like, it just feels like he's making up slander about a guy that you really don't need to make stuff up about. Yeah, there's plenty of actual bad stuff he was doing. Listen to this. I shall never forget the last time he sent for me. He was in a brutal temper when I arrived. Walking back and forth, brandishing his... Horsehide whip, he shouted insults at my head as if he were delivering a political oration. So he did the Hitler speech, the angry Hitler speech, to his nephew's face while brandishing a horsehide whip. Wow. It's weird because this guy's trying to, like, you know, take an insane fascist dictator that dominated the world's uh, psyche. Uh, for years with uh, you know pains and horrors and terror 
He's trying to take him down a peg in an article yeah. by being like, <laughs> "He know he loved cakes and whipped cream." Yeah, and he ha- he, had he a- yelled at me. <laughs> he was not nice. Yeah, he wasn't nice. Like well, he yelled at me. And he, like, I think FDR didn't give me a good job. FDR finally decided it wasn't Pearl Harbor. Yeah. That got America into World War II was when this "Why I Hate My Uncle" article was published, and FDR was like, "Hitler likes <laughs> Hitler likes whipped cream, and he he makes feminine gestures. We got to attack We've Germany." Got to intervene, uh, yeah. FDR. Uh, sorry to interrupt, but you got to take a gander at this Look magazine article. <laughs> it's pretty important. <clears throat> this is the biggest thing a nephew has ever done. <laughs> <laughs> this is the greatest. Nephew on uncle crime we've ever seen. <laughs> wow. Um, but you know what? I, that, I think that article, you know, it did kind of make a name for William. Uh, Rightfully so. Oh, sick. In January 1939, newspaper magnate William Randolph Hearst brought William and his mom to the United States for a lecture tour. Hmm. <laughs> did William get to visit Shangri-La? Wasn't that what it was called? Or is that the Citizen Kane one? Oh, uh, that's uh, Kublai Khan? Yeah. Where William Randolph Hearst. Hearst Castle, like, yeah. Well, I thought you meant Shangri-La Hotel and University Avenue here in Toronto. <laughs> oh, yeah. Guys, come visit. Toronto's beautiful in the summer. Coming <laughs> to 1939, William Hitler, Cross America Tour, <laughs> the Why I Hate My Uncle Experience. Who's <laughs> <laughs> that shitty guy that shot someone and he's Kyle Rittenhouse it's like it feels like oh, a weird yeah. political stadium tour but yeah about why he hates his uncle um, just doing my job so World War II started <laughs> and him and his mother were kind of now just stuck in the United States they're just in the US now best country so William man he is so goddamn pissed about his uncle right and the yeah. numerous misgivings that he says, hey, you know what? I'm here in the United States. And I mean, I guess this is pretty brave. I want to enlist in the U.S. Army and fight my f- uncle. Right. Yeah. right. Well, good for him then. Yeah. You know? Um, he requested, made a special request. I would like to join the uh, uh, anti-uncle division of the U.S. <laughs> Navy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's funny. Yeah. So it's like him and uh, Mussolini's nephew. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> So, Nephews uh, of all these Nazi soldiers. <laughs> yeah, they just hate their uncles. They're, they have no ideological problem whatsoever with what they're doing, but they hate their uncles. So he made a special request to FDR. Um, and uh, right, at first he was rejected, uh, but Damn, eventually he was approved. That, he was approved to join the United States Navy oh, in 1944. Sweet. Must have been quite a PR coup to have Hitler's nephew enlisting in the u.s army yes i agree um on reporting for duty the induction officer asked his name and he said hitler (laughs) and the guy thought he was joking and he said glad to see you hitler my name's hess that's Um, state your name maggot yeah my name's hitler hitler sir (laughs) i'm so confused right now you sound like the beatles and your name is hitler who are the Beatles? <laughs> well, they're a band. They're going to happen in about 25, uh, 15 years. I'm a time-traveling drill instructor. <laughs> and I, I'm a, also a music historian. <laughs> Help, I'm stuck in this t- drill sergeant's uh, body. <laughs> yeah. I'm actually Alan Cross, host of the ongoing history of new music. I got stuck in this body. A witch cursed me. <laughs> um, so... So yeah, William, um, he also lived in Queens. Nice. Did he like McDonald's? 
and uh, and yeah, um, he so he was he he joined the army or the navy, and he was wounded in action. Shit. Really? He got awarded the Purple Heart. It's hard to get out of war without getting wounded, I've noticed. Yeah, me too. Mm-hmm. Even psychologically. Yes. Well, you know what was weird? I don't know how he got wounded because it said he got in the Navy as a pharmacist's mate. Oh, I know. What does that mean? Like someone who sleeps with a pharmacist? <laughs> Uh, what is our status? It's weird. Uh, what do we call each other? Um, I know how he was injured. There was a nephew-seeking missile that got him. <laughs> nephew-seeking missile. Oh, man. Just uh, joking. It was probably just shrapnel. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, you got to give William credit. He literally fought in the war. Um, and he was discharged in 1947. I'll give him credit for being extremely mad. Yeah, you yeah. got to be mad at your uncle to risk your life to get him. Yeah, he wanted to be a big part of the Nazi party. That's the thing. <laughs> if Hitler had been like, "I love you, nephew. Why don't you become my number two? Yeah, he yeah. probably would have presided over the most horrific horrors of yes. all time. Yeah, yeah. but he would have loved his job. But instead, he's like, "I hate my uncle." <laughs> I hate. I, yeah, he sees like. Um, Goebbels or something and thinks, mm. that should have been me. <laughs> <laughs> USA, USA. <laughs> okay, I'll go to the States. Yeah. Um, so after being discharged from the Navy, William made a calculated move to change his surname to Stuart Houston. Stuart is a great choice. <laughs> <laughs> so that answers the question then uh, that we posed at the beginning of the episode, James, of why would he change his name? Mm-hmm. That's why he hated Adolf Hitler, his uncle. Right. Um, so he's living in Queens, like, hey, yeah, you know, walking around. Probably love baseball. Yes, and take hot dogs me out to the. Mm-hmm. I bet you he went down and watched like uh, bare knuckle boxing matches. Yeah. <laughs> now throwing out the first pitch for the ball game, American war hero William Hitler. Also, mm-hmm. All in the Family was set in Queens, and I think uh, William Hitler was a character on All in the Family. He was one of Archie Bunker's friends. Oh, yeah, I think you're right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he would stick up for uh, Archie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Stuart. <laughs> um, William married a lady who had been born in Germany named Damn, Phyllis. Dude. Congratulations. And uh, they tried to live a life of anonymity in the United States. I guess he just thought, yeah. I don't want to even be associated with my uncle. Yeah, he burned me bad. They moved to a place called Pat- Patchogue. <laughs> this is the weirdest town name I've ever seen. P-A-T-C-H-O-G-U-E. New York. Let me say it again. Pachogu. P A T C H O G U E. It's Pachui. Oh, okay. Pachui. Never heard of it. I bet you. Uh, no, I'm guessing. No, you're I probably bet you right. the G is silent and it's called Pachui. I bet you're right. Pachui, New York. Pachui. You know, like Doe, belt. how there's G in Doe. Oh, good point. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah. Right. Yeah. He, um, right. <laughs> he started a business that analyzed blood samples for hospitals. Sick, dude. William rules. How do people have so. Such rich lives back then. It's like I think because they didn't have Twitter. I've done one thing in my life. This guy has done. I, know. I feel like at least ten things in the yeah, old but days. Mike, he it, does not have even nearly as many tweets as you have. Well, that's, that's true. true. Thank you for making me feel good. I guess back in the old days, you kind of had to get a real job or you just starve. So they accomplished right. all this stuff. Whereas mm-hmm. we're not going to starve, probably. So I have to get a potato. What should I do? <laughs> <laughs> Let's analyze some blood. Yeah. <laughs> 
Um, this is kind of interesting because you do think about like, well, what's what's up with Hitler's lineage? You Yo, know, what's up, man? Yeah. So William and his wife had four sons. And now this is interesting. Mm. How are they doing? Their first son, born in 1949. I think this is a little weird. Mm. His name is Alexander Adolf. <laughs> What's up with that? You I know like, what? Yeah. Where are you on this uncle thing? Do you hate him or do you love him? Yeah. It's conflicting. And also, even if he wasn't your uncle, slipping I, that name in is a I feel great that, idea. That name kind of was phased out when World War II started in like most of Europe and North America. Yeah. Uh, maybe it was popular in South America? Like, I guess he was just a traditional guy. And like, yeah. you know, despite it all, I do want to honor. Yeah. He was my uncle. I do want to honor him. Can't say enough about the name. Take it. You know, yeah. <laughs> it's a great name. Um, he had yeah. uh, three other sons: Lewis, Howard, and Brian. Genghis, Benito, <laughs> Hirohito. Yeah, yeah. Um, imagine meeting a guy called Brian Stewart Houston, and he's like related to Hitler, and yeah. he lives in upstate New York. So, did did his descendants all also have kids? Like, is the Hitler bloodline kind of alive in America? I love that question. Thank you. None of his sons had children of their own. According to David Gardner, Mm -hmm. an author of a 2001 book called The Last of the Hitlers, quote, they didn't sign a pact, but what they did is they talked amongst themselves, talked about the burden they've had in the background of their lives, and decided that none of them would marry, none of them would have children, (gasps) a pact they've kept to this day. That is some of the craziest advice that I've learned from this podcast in the very recent times we've talked. That is insane. Four different brothers getting together and being like, like making We're never a... We're going to marry. Brothers rule. Let's make a yeah. jizz promise. <laughs> I am the last of the famous international Hitlers. <laughs> I had to do that. Sorry. Um, you bastard. Now, That's him looking at his dick. You yeah. Don't hey. even think about it. <laughs> you ain't never going to jizz inside a lady. <laughs> they That's must have they... bought a lot of condoms. Yeah. People say that you make a kid by falling in love, getting married. It's just jizz, man. (laughs) Um, Now, I do think that story is so cool, but I will say... um, It blows my mind. One of William's son, Alexander, who was a social worker as of 2002, Alexander Adolf, um, Mm. he said there was no intentional pact and the bloodline, but I don't know. I think the other... The other story or version of the story is a lot cooler. Yeah, maybe it wasn't their decision. Maybe it's a thing like on every first date where it's like, so tell me about yourself. <laughs> tell me about your family. family yeah. Well, my great uncle was Adolf Hitler. <laughs> you know. Do you want my jizz? Um, I have to go to the bathroom for a second. Yeah. You know, and the the date never be, returns. They, they would be put in the friend zone constantly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. If you don't mind, I'll be right back. I just have to go to the bathroom in America. Freedom. <laughs> um, and that's pretty much it about William Stewart Houston. Slash wow. William but how, wait, how did he pass away? He died in Pechugi in a bunker in 1987. <laughs> 87. Not that long ago. So that was four years before <laughs> Nirvana released. Never mind. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Exactly. 87, the Blue Jays had the famous collapse where they were leading the American League East, yeah. and they blew it. They Holy lost shit. like seven in a row, and the Tigers overtook them. Look at this fucking encyclopedia oh, brown Anything about here. baseball, Blue Jays, especially yeah. 80s, 90s. I mean, I Hitler. Let's do some evil men uh, baseball guys soon. I would love that. It is interesting to know, too, that uh, William Hitler died while listening to the brand new album, 
Kick by NXS. I like this song. Michael Hutchins really rocks the rocks the mic. Yeah, I hope Michael Hutchins lives forever. <laughs> oh fuck! So William Hitler died auto. <laughs> William Hitler died auto asphyxiating himself. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Right. I didn't actually write down how he how he died. It didn't seem like super. Uh, All we got super is interesting. I can look it up. But Hitler inside. Hitler inside. Twenty first centuries <laughs> yesterday. Well, James, um, thank you for taking us on a wild ride through a part of uh, World War II history that I had no idea about. Uh, the story neither. of William Hitler. Yeah, you're, thank this, you. It was fun. It was interesting. I have to say, like, you know, as a personal fan of you guys and, you know, what we do on this podcast, every episode is chock full of uh, really interesting, new, great information. But this episode, was it was a nice, hearty meal for me. Yeah, it was a great suggestion. I yeah. really liked uh, learning about this guy. And, you know, it is funny, too, because every now and then, like, everybody in generations since has wondered, like, was there other Hitler family members? Like, yeah. how did it just stop at the end of World War II? Yeah. So it was cool mm-hmm. to kind of know this weird I, I, offshoot. Very interesting. You know, like, and even you were joking around about dates, but it's probably 100% true. But even though they probably didn't make a conscious pact, the four sons of William, there's something so psychologically mm-hmm. daunting about mm-hmm. coming from that horrific background. And that might have just that been It that- might have just stopped them psychologically anyways even yeah. if it was unconscious that might have also just been that guy being embarrassed about it or having a different understanding maybe they did yeah. have a real pack yeah by the way his third i forgot to mention him he had a son howard who worked as a special agent with the criminal investigation division of the irs isn't that weird like yeah like, not, these it, hitlers from the irs are on my ass <laughs> <laughs> yeah is i it, mean yeah that almost sounds like if hitler did win yeah, there'd be Hitler's yeah. like inv- invading your home, like auditing you. Have you ever seen this? So Mussolini has a granddaughter, Alessandra. Mussolini. Yeah, like very. Doesn't she tweet looking. all the time or something? Well, she's on Instagram, and or she's Instagram. been on like Italian, yeah. like Italy's Got Talent. But she is a politician, yeah, uh, and proudly, like, is like I fully am proud of what my grandfather did because I think in Italy, unlike Germany. There was there's no like law or like blackout on like yeah. you're not allowed to mm-hmm. talk about Hitler display any Nazi mm. uh, paraphernalia. I think in Italy, yeah, that's not the case, and so it's apparently like I and I haven't been there, but there's still small towns in Italy that you could see old like Nazi posters and propaganda. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, propaganda for Mussolini. You can buy like trinkets from like a gift shop near his hometown and stuff. Like, uh, hmm. not great. God, there's a great scene um, in Amarcord by Fellini when the father gets... It's a great scene, but it's sad. It's not like awesome. But you know, remember when he gets round up? By the he's a hilarious character. Yeah. He's a hilarious character because his son drives him insane and really funny. But then it's a really... Like, it's a hilarious movie. Very comical. But then there's this one, yeah, gripping part where the fascists are... And he is part of, like, an anarchy group or something. Socialist or, or something. Socialist, yeah. 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 And then they're... Uh, yeah, they're making him drink castor oil or whatever. That's what the brown shirts would do. They would yeah. find enemies or socialists and force castor oil down, which makes you, like, shit yourself. And it's just, like, humiliating and they beat you up. Yeah. Uh, and there's good yeah. fascist uh, depictions in uh, Le- Lini, uh, Lena Wertmuller's uh, movies, too. And the, it, it is funny when you watch them... 
from the Italian point of view, like they're basically just big blowhards who puff out their chests and act like being strong is the best and being weak is pathetic. And so I guess that's how that mentality swept across the country. Was it was like a bravado thing too? You know what I mean? Like you've got it together, mm. you're big and strong. I feel like you, in macho-ness, you really associate this kind of stuff with. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. Interesting. But Mussolini had to have like a very uh, delicate diet because he had a, like a rumbly tum, so he could only eat like very light meals and stuff. Even though he <laughs> sounds like me, bloated a bit. Yeah, you're very. I got, I'm, I'm not like Mussolini you're in very many weak. ways. Yeah, you have a, that way, yeah. You have a volatile tummy and also too much pride. Yes. <laughs> no, no. No, but like And I love trains. You know they say Mussolini made the trains run on mm-hmm. time. I find trains in neat. I love trains too. I follow that guy on Instagram who loves trains. What's that guy's Francois, name? Francois uh Yeah, I love him. Yeah, guy. we all do now cuz yeah. of you. You showed us. I love him. He's but, so sweet. But something is it's intense his train spotting. It love. is a little in- intense. This guy he he's on Instagram. But also good for him. I'm not trying oh, to yeah. knock him down. He f- sees trains go by and he's like, "Oh, oh, oh look at that oh, train." He's, oh, he's British. Oh, <laughs> but I just I love his enthusiasm. A train enthusiasm. is going through yeah. me. <laughs> it's pretty intense. Yeah. yeah. But it is he does a good job. Yeah. And he also is sponsored. I think he's making money from being gets- a professional train spotter. Oh That's- yeah, boyfriend's getting paid. What's his uh <laughs> thing we should tell them to follow him okay. i think i think he has like millions it. of followers <laughs> <laughs> francois well, bourgeois well, let's help him out let's help that's him it out. you know it mike yeah, francois yeah. what francois bourgeois bourgeois but also i love fellini i think mike does too i love uh lena wertmuller let us know what kind of italian directors you guys like <laughs> Absolutely. Roberto Benini's Pinocchio, perhaps. Hit us up on the Italian director hotline. one eight 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 Evil Men Italy. Well, James, um, I think there's nothing else for us to do before we end the episode but to bring out the Evilometer. Mike, why don't you bring it out again? You did it last time, and I, you, it seemed right. to like the way you did it. You now, do a good job, Mike. Yeah. I'll bring it out, and as you've, you may have noticed... Um, it's the evilometer. I've sort of uh, dressed it in some lederhosen, yes. and it's got one of those uh, beer steins on top of it, Ooh. but oh, also sweet. a Beatles uh, t-shirt. Oh my god, it's like a perfect collage of yeah. everything we talked about. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Except for an, uh, he doesn't have an uncle around, no, I wish. No, no, no. Oh my god. Oh god, I would not want to meet the evilometer's uncle. <laughs> uh, who should go first? Um, Chris. I'll, I'll go. Okay. I don't go first often. I don't think. Eh, who cares? So, the only tricky part is if his uncle was giving to him and didn't, mm-hmm. you know, hate him and got him like a high paying position in the Nazi party, mm-hmm. he probably would have loved it. But mm-hmm. we don't know. Mm-hmm. So, I'm going four. Yeah. I'm going four because he seemed to be fair weather. I go this way, go that. Yeah, you know what I mean. Fair weather nephew. Fair weather nephew <laughs> didn't get his way. Turned into a real fucker. And you know what? That sounds like the Hitler bloodline, mm-hmm. except for his children, born in America, mm-hmm. kind of were the most well-adjusted ones. Yeah, I don't know much about them, but yeah, yeah I guess they weren't as bad as Adolf Hitler. Yeah. But anyway, so I'm going for. Okay. Um, I guess I could go next. I think you hit the nail on the head, Chris. The whole question is, 
it seems like he would have happily been a part of the Nazi party. It seems like he was just personally annoyed at Adolf Hitler. But he was asking mm-hmm. around 33 or something. True. Which is still early-ish. But that article was 38, mm. which is the year of Kristallnacht, and like all sorts of stuff was go- mm. kicking off, and his article only attacked his his character, Hitler's character, and not, right. his, not his policies. But I think maybe his article could have also come from the... And also, on top of that, right. this is what he's like personally. Yeah. I think... But I, I, why am I sticking up for him? I don't give a shit. You're totally right. <laughs> You're totally right. <laughs> I think I give him a 2.2. <laughs> oh, shit. Because it's like, you know, we can't charge someone with a crime they didn't yet commit. This isn't the minority report. No. But it is certainly a little concerning. Mm-hmm. Don't forget he tried to blackmail... Someone Hitler, but true. Someone he did blackmail. <laughs> I just don't want to say his name. Is that crazy? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I say two point two. Yeah, that's pretty right. fair. Four might be. I don't know. I'm sticking with four. Yeah. I feel comfortable in four. Right. So it comes down to me. First of all, before I give my number, I just like to say that it's just sad whenever an uncle and nephew don't see eye to eye when there's <laughs> tension and when there's animosity instead of them working out their differences in a loving way in a healing way i just like to say that there's nothing more important in this world than uncles and nephews yeah. just getting along mm-hmm. personally i have a or personal experience love, like ricky martin yeah ricky martin and his nephew that is some say it's the ideal i don't say that i don't I, fucking say, I don't that. say that none of us say that I but some, I truly some don't no one at evil men fucking say that <laughs> <laughs> but you know what yeah. ricky Whatever. Yeah. yeah. Um, absolutely. Um, I'm. I'm going to give him. It's true. It's Ricky not. Martin should probably be an evil man now. Yeah. Actually, to be honest. Well, did he groom his nephew? Well, that's certainly what it's, it's before the court is now. alleged. Yeah. Jesus yeah. Christ! That's not good. That I'm not is an expert, the... But I know yeah. that's not good. I know this joke is going to be made one million times mm-hmm. uh, since this comes out, but that is living la vida loca. Truly. <laughs> Yeah, like a crazy life. Yeah, it's true. If you, <laughs> he's yes. into being a nephew. <laughs> oh, he likes to be in my family. Bum, 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 bum. Yeah, yeah. Um, I need to give my number. I'm going to give <laughs> William Hitler a. Uh, I was going to give him a six, but I will knock it down one six. point because he blackmailed Hitler, and that article is so damn funny. Yeah. But I do agree that he was just in it for himself, and he gladly would have been a top official in the Nazi party. Uh, but he, the history played out differently, uh, and and then he fought against his uncle's army. So that, I'll give him a, a five. Big, yeah, that's no, a big that plus helped two. him. That he helped literally him. risked his life being yeah. funny and fighting against yeah. his uncle. But he sort of missed. He missed the point. <laughs> yes, <laughs> of why Hitler was bad. Yeah, um, but, according you know, to our information. Fair enough. Fair enough. Five. That's what you're saying. Five. So according to you, Chevy Chase is way more evil than Hitler's <laughs> nephew. Than William Hitler. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Even. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No. No. It's good. Mm. It's good to have varied opinions. Mm-hmm. Oh, I think so. We're too. all over the board today, and mm. I like it. I and we're too. and we're not extreme in either way. Yeah. I because sometimes well, you said two. That's pretty low. It's pretty low. Yeah, but that's good. So, I understand so, where you're coming from. Some of them are real a real struggle to give scores to. You yes. know, and I feel like I just I go seven. Also, yeah. we have limited information. He might have kicked a dog, whipped True. a donkey. Yeah. There's there's there yeah. wasn't. A super massive amount of info on him. So I mean, every kind of man has like little evils that uh, are not documented. Absolutely, yeah, so, absolutely. So there's all bad kinds temper. of temper. Yeah, bad temper. Yeah. Break dishes. Yeah, mm-hmm. 
right? Don't do the dishes. Don't do the yeah. fucking dishes. Yeah, exactly. Put don't recycle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or, or compost. <laughs> we don't even know if William Hitler recycled or compost. Yeah, we don't. Do you know that, James? Did he recycle? No, I didn't see any information on that. So, but, yeah, <sighs> yeah. He probably peed outside when he was drunk, which yeah. is not well, uh, technically against the law. I do it too. Very so European. Now that you're going to have a yard, Chris, yeah. you're going to be able to pee. Oh, it's the best. I'm going to pee, pee all outside. over my yard. Yeah. yeah, I bought a yard, ladies and gentlemen, and others. Well, I think you know what, guys. This was another great episode of. This podcast has been brought to you by the Sonar Network.